In a world full of movie podcasts, here is one more. Welcome to Defend Your Movie with Sean Donnelly and Andrew Fiore. The time has come again. The champion must Hello there, Defenders. Welcome to your favorite podcast, Defend Your Movie. I am one of your hosts, joined here by the other host of the podcast, Andy Fiore, ladies and gentlemen. Hi, everybody. <laughs> Why are you giggling? I, sometimes your intros make me laugh. <laughs> I don't know. I just me being boisterous. I, you remember like six months ago, I couldn't get through one straight face. I know, yeah. You do laugh right away. <laughs> it's just... I know. It is so lovable. You go into this mood where you just go, okay. <laughs> All right, here we go. Oh, yeah, before we start, I go, you ready to start? And I go, hello there. Here's this cartoon dog it's- <laughs> that hosts this podcast. This cartoon. Welcome to... Welcome to Pleasantville. Whatever cartoon world uh, is. But, uh, yeah, great to see you, my friend. Great to see you, buddy. I uh, I think we have a great week this week. I think we have a good good matchup. We might get good shit. We might get shit for this matchup. Yeah, I think it'll unfold the reasons why we paired them up. Uh, I think it definitely makes sense why we paired them up. Yeah. I think they're very. I think they're different movies. I sure. also I take the one side. The more I think about it, the more I I get involved. The more I get passionate about. It. The, more, the more I think excuses. about. It. No, 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 no. no. No, 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 I'm I'm I'm, no, I'm saying of my of my pick. Okay, so it'll be a good conversation. I think I have. Yes. I think I have a couple different reasons about why right. I like the one over good. the other. I like uh, when you first, do your homework. We yes, <laughs> I was never a fan of homework. <laughs> no, me neither. Uh, the only things I care about. That's the, that was the weird thing when I was a student. If it was a class I liked, I would a plus. I would go yes. into it, and, yeah, and, and it was like way. the anything that was required, yeah, or intro to. Yeah, I just for go, me it was always uh, it was always creative writing. I loved it when you had to write stories for classes. Yeah, yeah, loved it. I had I had one in college that was like a creative writing course. It was like a pretty intense one. It was amazing. I loved it. Yeah, and I and I I did more than the amount that you had to do. Like right, I was right, handing right. in stories left and right. He was like, "Yeah, just do the required amount. Yep. So I can't read fifteen stories for you." <laughs> I'm like, yeah, let me do a couple more. You know. um, but yeah, I know what you mean because, and it's also funny because it kind of ties into a friend of ours. A friend of ours has a special out that just came out, Gary Gullman, uh, so who is good. one of the best comics in the world. And uh, he's an amazing person, an amazing comic, and just so much different than every other stand up that's out there. Probably every other, every other stand up in history. I think he probably has elements of people Very in Very unique style. So unique and so amazing. And what a crisp, like clean writer. Every word is in every place for a reason. Yeah, absolutely. It's really masterful. It's really, really like... Yeah. I finally watched it last night. It's called The Great Depression. It's on HBO uh, if you have it. And if you can't try and find somebody who's got an HBO Go password... Yeah, watch you'll it. Really, it's really... It is all about his battle with depression, but it's hilarious. And it's really done in a cool way because they actually do do like asides where they go to Gary's childhood home. Yeah. They talk to his wife and they really reveal... 
parts of like his biggest, like most recent struggles. So he does a lot of it's about his his illness, but he a lot of it's also from growing up. Yeah, and why he thinks that you know he, he never had any he, any uh, help for this when he was a kid. Right. Yeah. But, he, but the reason I bring up the special not only just because I want you guys to watch it if you have if you're a fan of stand up and a fan of us trust us watch this special. Absolutely. It's so much more. It's so much different than all the other comedy specials you've seen, and it's just from an amazing, amazing comedian and a great friend. And and um, but what I was going to say is he has this great bit that like people. He's a little bit older than me, than I am. He's he's a few years older than me, Gary. So he has this great bit about like when you realize that you at the end of your weekend. So like the sixty minutes, you probably know this too. Like the sixty minutes opening from the TV show, sixty sure, minutes sure. signified the end of your weekend. And <laughs> yeah. I was like, and I when I first heard that, I lost yeah, that's my. So show. funny! Oh my god! That was appointment viewing for my parents, and yeah, you go. Uh, it's that Pavlovian thing where you just go, oh. That Oh, your kicking. stomach drops, <laughs> yeah. and you're like, did I? And then one of the lines is, he goes, says, "Did I do all my homework?" <laughs> that's what you're thinking of when you said it. You, like, you can't not. You you just don't want to go to school the next day. That you're just dreading uh. it, dreading it, dreading it. So. Uh, Watch The Great Depression if you can. Uh, Andy, did you watch anything, any movies this week? No, other than the one that we heavily teased in last week's episode. I, I watched Gary's special, The Great Depression. I didn't see anything else other than our, uh, we had a fun day yes. last Friday. We talked about it last week. Uh, Sean and I went to see uh, The Joker. We sure did. It's, it, it, it makes me mad when people write The Joker. I go, it's Joker. Stand Joker. Alone. And also, I want to talk about that. I think that's on purpose, too. I think it's purposely not The Joker. Yeah. And we're gonna, well, here's the thing. I wish we had a bumper we could do right now that says, right. spoiler heavy. So spoiler. This, this is, is a, your warning, guys. This is your warning. I know it's a little early. It's only the first weekend, but this is your spoiler. It's going to get real heavy. Spoiler reviews right now in the description of the show. I'll timestamp it for you guys for when it's safe to when we get to the meats and potatoes. So if you have seen it and you uh, want to stay in the conversation, keep listening. But turn it off, and I will uh, come back. Just make sure you read the show description on the app uh, for the timestamp so you can fast forward and tune back in. Perfect, perfect, perfect. Yep. That's amazing. It's my gift to you. That's <laughs> my gift to you. Because you don't want to miss Take the meats. The Good meats and pizzas. Take the pen. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. Um, Take it. <laughs> he goes, come on, yeah. <laughs> uh, so Still anyway, so the, we both we saw the we saw Joker together. Yep. We saw it at the uh, Storia uh, Regal. Storia Regal, Regal Kaufman. Regal, which is a great theater because it's like a suburban theater. I love going there. It's our local theater in our neighborhood. Yeah, it's always quiet around there. Uh, I love it. It's just great. It's, it's never that packed. It's never that packed. No, we went to the one p.m. show. One p.m. showing on a Friday, I think. Right. Yep. It was that Friday, and uh, <laughs> we both were pretty much. What's, what's up? I was thinking it was funny too because it's, it, we live in a, a very comedian-heavy neighborhood, and we were talking to our buddy Nathan Bagatosh. He's like, "I almost went to that show." <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Everybody's on the same page. The other day, comedians always have the thing with like, "Where's the least amount of people? Yeah. Let me go to that." <laughs> I was thinking about when we left the theater. We were talking about it. And we were both like, kind of. I, we were just kind of we're walking silently because I think we were both thinking about the movie. And then we're like, ah, should we get a bite to eat around here? And in the area of the theater, it's mostly like chain restaurants and stuff like that. And then right next door, there's just a strip club. (laughs) (laughs) And it is blatantly daylight out. At one point, admittedly, I was like, should we? (laughs) 
And it's so funny that it's right there. It's, it's in the middle right. of like a family and entertainment school center. Let out. There yeah. was school children running around. They must be grandfathered into that location because the Riviera. Literally, the Riviera in uh, in the story is still open. I think right, as a strip club. Uh huh. Yeah. And you were like, "You want to go to the strip club?" And I was and like, I'm not even "Should a big we?" Strip club guy I was just like, "It'll be great for the pod." We almost yeah, it'd be a good story. We almost went. We like, almost went. But besides that, it's like next to an Applebee's. Like it's a yeah, weird. It literally is. And I'm. I know now there's all sorts of rules where strip clubs can be they must have just been there they must have opened that stuff around the strip club here's the thing it's very discreet it's like it says riviera but it's not like nudie pictures on the walls no it it doesn't even say like triple x nudes no it's just you have to know it's a strip club if you just walked by it it could be a nightclub yeah it could be like a wedding venue like it could be like that and i think it's probably they had to comply to like some sort of rules they were like all right if you're here but you can't have no titty pictures on the walls fellas (laughs) there's other strip clubs and cleans like when you come off the uh, 1593 bridge oh it's right there uh show Show palace show palace (laughs) and that one hold doesn't hold back at all i see it every time i told you my did i tell that story on the podcast did you go there i was with nathan no i didn't go by myself somebody did i've never been in that in that place me neither i go by it every day when i go home but when i was a kid I was like 1920. We used to go to Wiggles, which was on Queens Boulevard. <laughs> which is, I tried to do a joke about it saying, Wiggles. that's what you want in a, in a strip club, the name of a children's TV show. But it, but we were like, you know, when you're 18, you're like, you're just like, yeah. I really love it. You know, it's, and it was like this non alcoholic strip club where like they could get all nude or whatever it was. So we, me and my friends went when we were like, maybe 20, maybe 1920, whatever it was, right? So we would go to this place, Wiggles, and there was always this like really. Uh, um, this, this, one of the bouncers was really scary. And one time, my friend John was in there and he was tired. And he was just kind of sitting against the wall. And the girl comes over to ask my friend John, do you want a, a lap dance? And he was like, no, I'm okay, thank you. And this big, the big Russian bouncer comes over and he goes, if they don't want anything, you don't bug them. You leave them alone. Like he says in his accent, they don't want anything, you to leave the them girl. alone. To the girl. And then, and then my friend John was like, no, 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 it's fine, it's fine. I, I just, I'm fine, I'm fine. He's like, no, no, she shouldn't let bother you. And he's like, no, it's really, it's fine, whatever. So I always remember this guy's face for some reason because it was like so scary, right? So one day, I'm in an Uber with Nathan McIntosh, of all people he just mentioned, very funny comic that we know. We're coming off the bridge and it's a kind of a weird sound area because you're under the bridge kind of still and the show palace is right there and if there's not a lot of traffic going on with beeping and stuff you can kind of hear what people are saying in the cars so I'm in the car with the window open and I go that guy used to work at Wiggles uh, and I pointed <laughs> to the big the big Russian was outside show palace another club and I went that guy used to work at Wiggles he goes yes I did and he <laughs> and then he walks over and he goes, yeah, I used to see you there. Like When I was like 20 years old, he goes, yes, I worked there for 14 years. Sean, said, good to see you. Good to see you, Sean. He goes, hold on. I get, he goes, you come here? You come here? He goes, no, we're not coming. He goes, I'll get you passes. And he runs in to get us free passes. And then Nathan, who doesn't live that far from the bridge, goes, I got to go. And yeah, he gets he's out not of, going. He gets out of the No, no. He gets out of the car to go home, to walk home. Yeah, oh, yeah. I, yeah. He, uh, he's not. No, no, no. I wasn't going to go either. I was just going to take the passes. <laughs> I was waiting for the pass. I was just going to, because I felt bad. And this, I don't this big Russian guy would beat me up. That's so he so comes funny. back out with the passes, gives me, and I drove home. But like, <laughs> I was like, how did he hear me so clearly? And it just there is a weird. It's because quiet you over come there. Off, there's a stop. It's a T section stop. Yeah, and you stop. You're looking at the yeah, show palace you're right in front of show palace. 
But I said it like I didn't say it low, but I think I think it also kind of I don't know why. Yeah, it's not that far across. It's right there. You're right there. You know why that's my favorite intersection? Why? Because you can turn right on red in New York. That is a right on red intersection. It's like I one love of the it. only. It's like three of them in yep. the whole city. There's also <laughs> one. Apparently, Sorry, there's got very in the Bronx. No, there's a left on red in the Bronx. I love it even more. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so we were going to go to the strip club in Astoria. That's that's all tangent. <laughs> but we didn't go. Uh, we but kept we did it. see the movie. We did see the movie and. And uh, we both were pretty much on the same page. I loved it. I absolutely loved it. Adored it. My opinion was it gave me, it's what I thought it would be. It delivered. It gave me what I wanted. Uh, Agreed. Uh, the more I talk to people about it, I talk to our, a friend of the pod, Pat Stango, who does How to Watch Movies the Right Way. They do their pod with Greg and the whole crew over there. And I was talking to him about it, and he brought up his theory. He kept saying his theory was... Uh, it's all made up. It's all made up. This and I kept being like, well, it can't all be made up because Thomas Wayne is in it, and then that means that if, the, if the Batman universe is in it, it's an origin story, right? I see, yes. And we have had a, a few conversations now. <laughs> you called me all excited on Sunday night because, when you heard this when I when I was talking to him about it. I, I was so thrilled. And I was talking to our another friend of ours, comic Big J Okerson, uh, last night. And Did he, he see it? He saw it. He saw it, and he was telling me. He goes, so he goes, I think. At the end, that part where he is in Arkham and he's telling, uh, telling her, he, I heard he, he, a he joke. goes, "Oh, it's a joke. You wouldn't get it." She right. goes, "What are you laughing at?" The well, theory the is that it was all made up in his head. Yes, which as a device, I don't love that, and I don't think it is but true. The reason why anymore. it works here. Oh, you don't think it's true anymore? No, I, I don't. I never really bought it. I, I agree that it could be a possibility. I think it's a. I think the movie is linear, and I'll tell you. I have a couple reasons why, because A, what you were just saying, then in the movie we do see those Bruce Wayne, Thomas Wayne origins, the right. Batman origin. Sure, yeah. Um, and I don't think Todd Phillips would use that like it was all a dream kind of device. Here's the other major thing somebody pointed out to me, was when you see that Arkham and you see him go to... Get his to Arkham to get his mother's files. They're very different. Very the hallways. One is very is like dingy and yellow, and that one was like pristine. Right. So, so does, actually, does that, Jay think it was that kind of lends itself to? It does. Because here's the thing: they mentioned how he was he was he was um, committed before, and they remember they show him a shot of him banging the glass door with with uh, with his head, and he, and he smashes it, that was and he's in get- white. And he's in white, and the, and the surroundings of him that. is white. At one point, the, the the social worker, the one from the beginning of the movie that he goes to the appointments with, that the funding gets cut, and he can't go anymore, right. and he's off his meds. So at that point, she said, one, at one point during one of their things, he goes, well, you know you've been committed before, and then you just see, a, there's a quick shot of him, boom, cracking the window with his head. Cracking like one of those like a glass pane on like a a door in like in like in a um, in 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 a in a hospital or in, a, in, a, in an office building or whatever it is, and then or, but it's all very pristine around him for a split second. So it does, but what it does is it matches the final interview room and look of him uh, from the from the end of it. Now I think what we came up with. I was talking to Pat. Is this very easily? I think what could happen. Not that the whole movie's made up. It could be in the Batman. World, it could be in the before Batman's a thing. It's totally still could be that, right? Yeah. It's but just, here's the thing: what I think what happens is the third act is made up. Because what happens is this: already, because you're saying it's linear. 
It's not okay. It was such an unreliable narrator. That's what people keep mentioning in yeah, these reviews. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's such an unreliable narrator. You don't even know if the thing in front of Wayne Manor happened. Right. He, right. The thing is, this it's also a, that's a weird, weird, weird scene because like how did he get up there what is going on now how is he choking this dude through the thing but he's too weak to beat up these kids in the alleyway you know he he's in control every time it's a dream he's in control it's a great point do you know what i mean yeah, so that could really have been point. a dream the girlfriend i knew right away was a dream but what makes more sense to me would be if after he kills uh randall in his apartment he's there he gets caught. The whole chase to the TV, him being ready to dance down the stairs, the whole third act is in his head. I buy it, that more than the entire thing. I don't head. think the entire thing is I like up. that a lot because, yeah, you do see very different uh, circumstances that he could clearly be making up in his head versus things that are definitely real. Yeah, absolutely. And also you see, when he's dancing down those stairs, it's, so, it's, he's off his meds, it's lit differently, it's that long stairway, he's in that pristine outfit, everything's confidence. He's looking down. I'm not looking down. I didn't look down, I didn't look down at all. <laughs> Stop, shut I up. got another rib in my jeans, sorry everybody. Um, but what but, happens so is So Murray Franklin show never happened? No. So he was always a fan, but that's the other thing. That yeah, I mean, in that even that has a that. surreal thing to it, where it's like, here's the thing: two things on that, and that that third act makes no sense. To me. A lot of things make no sense to me, but even the cop getting stabbed. Why wasn't their backup called in to come after this guy after he got stabbed in a chase? Even though they were chasing him, it I was, think there and, and, was. And the police department. But why wouldn't they have like? Once I, I think that's nitpicking. I mean, no, they were no, on the subway no. trying to like a packed subway. Full of other clowns. I don't know. I, it just seems too convenient that he like he he get he's chase he get runs from these clowns and he. Uh, well, yeah, you I have mean, to he, make it. What you have to make a little a few exceptions for the, to for carry the movie, the movie along. But it's still very it's still surreal. It's still kind of yeah. surreal. The being on the show is I surreal. You, I, um, um, what he actually <laughs> ends up doing is surreal. Him even the him killing killing him thing is is is. Is kind of surreal, you know, like sure. the whole feel of it is of that is surreal, but the the feel of him in the real world, it, it's kind of like the Matrix versus like the real world in the Matrix, where it's like all the real world yeah, stuff is very I drab, and he's so weak and he's so nothing. Now, granted, you can say the reason it changes is because he's off his meds, he's become complete Joker. But then, but the other, the other thing is this: another great point, really quickly, that Pat brought up is this: because I said, "Nah, man, it's linear," and at the end, he becomes the full on Joker. Yeah. Escapes from the hospital, and now he's this escaped criminal. Right, right. And, and then he goes on his rampage, and yeah. that's how Batman knows him. He's already, you know, whatever it is. I like to believe that story too. But here's the thing: Pat brought up a good point. He goes, he was on the car already. That that moment on the car with the Jesus pose. Yeah, he was the then he got taken in after that. He got taken in after that. Now, if he really wanted to, couldn't he have just been a criminal from then on? Like, you know, where did he get taken in from then? Right. You know. Right. So there's so many things that. Also, I don't. I think you're right. I think the look of that room and the look of the records room—they don't match. They don't match. So it's either something's up, or it's like even that's not happening. It's like something's up with how pristine that room is and how modern it looks and how fresh it looks. Yeah, is that him years down the road? Is that him? Is that him? Is that his original? Uh, him be, when he's originally committed and he's thinking this whole entire thing. What a, I'm just oh, saying. Those footprints. I love that last shot. Oh, it's so cool. But the other thing is, Todd right, Phillips said I, you're they convincing had, me on that third act bit. Okay, but uh, so aside from that stuff, I loved the build of the movie. Gritty makes no apologies for like, yes, yeah, this is 1981 New York. It's a dangerous place to be. 
You mean you, you love you love the setting? The I setting love the was setting. I love very... how great was the Gary Glitter song. It was so yeah. great. Just to... <laughs> that was on purpose. Everything was great. Get out of here, will you? The fly. Um, it's like a little fruit fly. I don't even shoo flies away. I just say get out of here. <laughs> or pigeons. What did she say? Squirrels. Squirrels. I say I... shoo. Get out of here. <laughs> get out of here. <laughs> Sci-fi reference. I. Uh, so you, but that's very, it's a very, they did a great job of like broke New York City in um, the 80s. I loved all the references, uh, very taxi cab driver, uh, t- taxi, taxi driver. driver. <laughs> You're making a new one? Yeah. <laughs> okay. A lot of taxi driver, a lot of, even some dog day afternoon in there. Obviously there was things to the king of comedy with Robert De Niro. Um, and also a very blatant reference to network. Uh, yeah, Which, at the end, there's a great, great shot that's very networky. Yeah, I'm gonna, I have to see it again, and now with like everything I know. Well, if you heard me before, Todd Phillips, he says they had something in mind uh, that, like, an angle on it. They had, they had, like, one of these things that we're saying is probably true, and they were thinking it as they were filming it, but they're not telling anybody for a while. They're going to wait, and they're going to say, this is what we had in mind. The other reason I think that they might have done that dream thing, at least for part of it, is because then it satiates all the comic book heads. Because then, at the end of the day, he still doesn't have have (laughs) a... He's a pesky little fucker. Yeah, he still doesn't have a... uh, The fuck? He still doesn't have an origin story. Yeah. So that never really was the Joker. I like that. I like that. I'm starting to buy into it. Do you know what I mean? I do. And I... I'm just thinking about it in my head more and more. I'm going to see it again. Uh, I might want to go and watch it in 70 millimeter. I'd do that. Downtown. I'll do that. Yeah, that'd be great. Uh, (laughs) Get a better ratio. Macintosh wants to see it again, too. Third time we Uh, brought it up. (laughs) (laughs) I'll go with you. Yeah, I'll go see it again. But, yeah, I loved... I I really initially was a fan. I locked out, and I, I... was very satisfied, and I love when that happens in me. Movie, I start texting other people. I go, "You gotta go see it. It's great." Uh, you know, yeah. So yeah. it was just really like a good, great movie going experience, and I love when that happens. It was why I love movies, and I love going into oh, those visceral reactions, and it's the you're best. excited. And, and you know, there's, there's kind of there's some 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 back um, lash on it, and there's some people, but yeah, it's like, like turning around uh, and saying, "Are you an adult?" Well, I, well, I'm people saying I, I've heard the criticisms are that it's boring. I'm like, it's not boring. It's uh, not. It's supposed to be. It's not a comic book movie. It's not an action movie. No, it's, it's a character study a character on a very study. depressed, flawed individual. Like exactly. you got to know what you're going into, getting into. Yes. Like, if you don't like that kind of movie, then yeah, you're probably not going to like it because no. it's a yeah. slow. Not it's really a slow burn. I thought it built perfectly. I really liked the build and the the, the finale. Uh, I thought it was a good pace. Uh, I, I, I thought it was I mean, great. Joaquin, you can't do better than him right now. No. He's so phenomenal. I'd be surprised if he doesn't win, which would be uh, a very cool. I don't think anybody's ever won um, an Oscar for playing the same quote-unquote character. Heath Ledger won it Best Supporting. Oh. If he wins Best Actor, I don't think anybody's ever done that in history, playing the same character. No, they probably did. It wasn't in uh, De Niro and... Uh De Niro in Godfather 2, and then did he win for Godfather 2? No, no. Oh, he didn't. Okay, okay, yeah. okay. Yeah, yeah. No, I think you're right then. I think nobody's ever done it. Yeah. The same character. I think he, I think, I he, think right so. now he's like, has Somebody a, correct me if a I'm great wrong, chance <laughs> of winning. It would actually be, you know, I think the, overall the consensus is people who dig this movie and they're freaked out by it. The violence is getting to people a lot in it. It's like, not it, that. I mean, it's. I didn't think it was what that bad. It was so ultra violent there about was, it. There's, 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 there's shocking, once again, spoilers. There's shocking. You know what it is? There's so much real world violence in it. When he kills the guy, Randall. 
it's a very like actual way it's somebody would do maybe it. Maybe a little more. That's brutal. why it's so great because it's like this thing of like, well, that's actually how that would go down. Yeah. Or when he shoot, he uh, once again he shoots Robert De Niro on the on the show on the talk, right live on the talk show. Robert De Niro doesn't start moaning and, and, and right. lean over and have a movie death. He's just dead. He just yeah. shoots him dead. Everybody freaks. He goes on with his, his diatribe, whatever it is. And it's just this really real world feeling thing of like, oh, that's just really creepy. Everything's creepy, 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 you know? Yeah. And they find the humor within the, you know, within the, uh, and, the creepiness. Yeah. And not a lot of, you're not going in for the humor either. It's not a funny movie. No, it's supposed to be a heavy There's movie. There's a little, I think, weirdos like us laughed at a few spots that nobody yeah, else laughed yeah. at. Yeah, just a couple of great, but not, like, it's actually supposed, it's dark funny, but it's, it's supposed to be funny. super dark, yeah. yeah. But yeah, the, the spots I'm talking you about. Go, right? know what you're getting into. Don't expect it to be anything like the Nolan Batmans, or, and it's not a Batman movie. No. So, it's, and that was the other thing, it was like, I had people immediately when I posted. I was like, "Oh, this is wonderful! I loved it so much." People immediately were like, "Better than Heath Ledger's, better than Dark Knight." I go, "Yeah, it's incomparable. You can't. You can compare the way they portrayed Joker, and I still think I'd give the nod to Heath. But this was a real close second. I loved loved what he did with this yeah. character. Yeah, I think he did a great job. But and the other thing I wanted to say was what I mentioned earlier about when you said it's called Joker I call, I call and not Heath. You know, yeah, because so. your buddies. You, yeah. Well, you're, you're related through Matt Damon. <laughs> Uh, so but, I call him the ledge. <laughs> uh, right. But what I was going to say is this: you know, earlier you said it's called Joker, not the Joker. Right. That's another reason that I think it might not be. It might the, the the third act might be made up because then what happens is it's not the Joker. It's Joker because there's a line in it where he says, "Hey, can you call me Joker? me Joker? You said you called me Joker on your TV." Yeah. So the whole thing just could have been like basically this incel type of dude who just so like that that's word. another theory so that's out that there. Well, you know what I'm saying? It, it, just for lack of me yeah, not yeah, being yeah. able, you know, this fucking virgin. What do you want me to say? You know, <laughs> loner, uh, loner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But here's the thing: for lack of a. Uh, because what happens is um, he says he calls him Joker or whatever it is, and and but the movie's not called the Joker. There's another theory that's out there that he's the thing that inspires the Joker to become that really happened on TV, Ooh. and then he's the inspiration for whoever actually becomes the Joker. That's because a good one. It's too. like it's like a copycat. The Joker becomes a copycat. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, tweet at us, guys. At Defend Your Movie. Let us know your thoughts. Let us know if you think we're, you know, yeah, let's off have, on let's anything. Let's have a your Joker takes. conversation Please. on Twitter. I want, I want to hear from people who didn't like it. And also, sure. to see why you didn't. Really, if you had any kind of thing, anything valid besides it's boring. Because it's not boring. It, it, it does what it's going to say. It, says, it does what it says it does. It's following this yeah. character through a fucking journey. This guy, like, you, want, they, you know what reminded me of was this. Okay, Breaking Bad, that movie comes out tomorrow, by the way. It's on tomorrow? Netflix, tomorrow comes Ooh, out. Yeah, baby. El Camino. Uh, which is like their follow-up for the Breaking Bad movie. Does that mean like tonight at midnight? Or I think it sometimes does, sometimes it's like it doesn't. Three a.m. Exactly. But the thing about it is, is this: they told you, "Hey, we we're gonna turn, uh, we're gonna turn um, Walter White from Mister Chips into Scarface." Okay. They didn't. Yeah. They never yeah. didn't do that. And I'll explain why. Because even at the end, even though he did some fucked up shit, he was still kind of bumbling at the second to last episode. The last episode, he becomes a criminal mastermind, and the whole thing works out for him. No, he was a mastermind before then. 
he, when he shoots Mike, and then he realizes he could have gotten the whatever info he needed from somebody else. And he goes, I yeah, just, but yeah, all the mastermind that stuff that he did to like set up things and like there yeah, was what I'm diabolical shit going on. Part of his personality, it wasn't this like yeah, yeah, yeah. He still retained. Saying, he wasn't one hundred percent. He wasn't one hundred percent. He didn't flip. Yeah. The Joker flips. If you take it linearly, definitely linearly. I don't know if it's a word or not, but sure. <laughs> uh, the Joker flips. The Joker goes from one point to another, and it's very apparent, and it's very cool to watch. And he does a, it's a, it's a, it's subtle enough that the acting's so great that it, it it works. The whole thing works. Yeah. So overall, go see this movie. I, I, I yeah. Especially with how many these movies come out. Like, look at the last Joker was. Look at Jared Leto. That didn't work out. You know. You know what I'm saying? It's like like how these movies usually are. And the issues that can come up with them, they nailed it with this. They we have to they, do a Joker celebrate. We'll do a Joker celebrate cel- Joker. Celebrate Joker. All the Jokers. Ooh, that's a good idea. Yeah. Ooh, I'll have you on it there, Andy. A little other plug there for you, too. Thank you very much. That's my serious satellite radio <laughs> show. <laughs> but yeah, tell us what you guys think. I loved it. Two thumbs up from old uh, Dutch and Speedy here. <laughs> Wait, who's Dutch, me? Yeah, you're Dutch. You seem like a Dutch. Nothing about me is speedy, but yeah. How about, how about old Dutch and Cool Breeze? <laughs> Why? Because your jeans? No. Because you got the hole in your jeans. Yeah, yeah the front door's open. <laughs> cool Breeze, Dutch and the Breeze, Dutch and the Breeze. <laughs> You're you, listening in the mornings with Dutch and the Breeze. <laughs> hey, everybody, this is used to be the your movie now. <laughs> Dutch and the Breeze. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so should we get to the meat of the potatoes? Let's go. You can turn on your uh, radios back to the normal dial for the meats and the potatoes. As teased before, we do a little uh, journalistic matchup right now. I will be defending my top three, one of fa- my top three favorite movies of all time. Uh, the 1976 Sydney, Sydney Lumet. I can't speak today. Sydney Lumet. The 1976 Sydney Lumet Classic Network versus Dutch. <laughs> Not the movie Dutch. <laughs> Not the movie Dutch. Um, <laughs> uh, going up against the movie, I forget. I think it's, I think it's 2010 or 13, something. I 13. I think maybe even 15. Uh, Spotlight. Yes. So we're doing it's it's media versus media. Media it's, versus media. It's in very different ways. It's newspaper yep. versus TV. It's sensationalism versus keeping integrity. It's it's truth. Well, yeah. Truth versus entertainment. It's uh you know you have it's very it's different but it's also along the same lines. There it's you know they're yeah it's, they're very different movies but they're very cool movies and they kind of uh they they they're very true to form and and I. And I, I took Spotlight. I'm taking Spotlight because uh, the more I think about it, I do like Spotlight better, and I have my reasons. Oh, and they, they have personal. What? Yeah, it hurt. The Fed's Fed offends me. <laughs> well, you are a diehard network fan, like, I, like deservedly so. Yeah. I think. Also, here's the thing about Andy. I'll tell you right now. I should say the breeze. Here's the thing about the breeze. <laughs> um, you, here's the thing about TV. You love. I, I, that's what I like about you. You love this era. I do. I admittedly love, so. So I think that's part of it. Honestly, okay. I, I do it think is, is. I, I think that um, what you call it. I, I think that that network is probably that I would say twenty years ahead of its time. Hundred yeah. percent. And it's, it's, it's basically it's basically spelling out what's happening now yeah. as far as our twenty four hour news yes. cycle goes. And I guess CNN probably started what a couple of years after that movie was made. So well, I don't know when CNN started. If it was that early in the eighties, network is from seventy six, which is. You have to give Patty Chayefsky, the screenwriter, and Lumet, the director, credit for how prophetic it was, not only in the 24-hour news cycle, but the brazen quest for ratings and kind of the conception of reality TV. 
Yeah. That yeah. wasn't a thing until, what, so maybe Survivor is like the first thing? Maybe even the, the Osbournes? I, I don't know if remember the no, very first reality no, real, TV real world, show. Was. Real, real world, world 92. Yeah, yeah, okay. But that didn't spawn this just like follow everybody around no matter what they're doing. Like that had a purpose. Like, real world was an experimental TV show where we actually pick strangers. People have to apply to this TV show. And we're going to pick eight interesting people and see how they live together never living. Like that had a, an idea. So it was actually more of like a, a conceived TV show Rather than just, we're going to follow this stupid rich girl family around with no matter what they do. It's just going to be 24 hours a day. We just want to see what they're doing. Okay. Yeah. Which I know that's what the real world is, but it was like, well, you still had to get on the show. You had to like make a tape and you had to be interesting enough for the producers to pick you. Real world, they can't. They cast in the real world. Just like they cast in the real world. Yeah, right, right, right. But it seemed more like. Oh, you're saying more like it's. uh, uh, But if you have the Kardashians or you have Paris Hilton and the other one. Right. They're just. They're making the uninteresting interesting by editing the fuck out of it. Yes. And then with real world, they just. They're actually. It was a pretty. Noble experiment, like you put the people from different walks of life together, and no TV and no any, you know anything, and see if they can get along. But that being mm-hmm. said, in 1976, Chayefsky wrote that idea into a movie, which was basically, if you haven't seen it, the nuts and bolts of network is they are so soulless. Meaning TV executives, Produ- the powers yeah, that TV, be, yeah, the producers. overriding yeah. companies, who was ever in charge, for the almighty dollar that they will air anything for ratings. Yeah. And it draws up to the conclusion of you can literally murder a man on air and have it be okay as long as enough people are watching. Yeah. They conceived the idea of killing Howard Beale, yes, the character. That's later in the movie. On air. That was the, it's a, the, it's great, a great, that's a great scene. Where they go... Well, they're just trying to. Well, how can we get this guy? Well, ta- he's got a contract, and they're talking. They're talking about it. Matter like of you fact, you and I would be talking, talking about, about where to go get. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> we both went to lunch. <laughs> Very important. <laughs> Very important. That's old Dutch and TB for you. <laughs> That's old Dutch of the breeze. Um, somebody's <laughs> one of you defenders has to make up a, a Dutch and the cool breeze graphic for us. Oh, now it's cool breeze. It was always cool breeze. I'll no, go with the I breeze. The, yeah, it, I'll go for cool breeze. Dutch and cool, Dutch and Dutch the cool and the breeze. breeze sounds a little better. Dutch and the breeze. Dutch and the better. breeze. And conversely, in Spotlight, you have them actually digging up uh, a, a real life horrific scandal, and the Spotlight investigative journal team, journalism team, um, and they uncovering the Boston and Catholic. To a larger extent, the entire right. Catholic Church's, uh, right. you know, abuse, sexual abuse scandal. So one is literally based in reality versus one that is prophetic, but it's toward reality. Time, it's it's a little bit like, and it seems real because you and, go, oh yeah, this is the day and age we live in now. But if you were there back then, it would be a little bit absurdist. Agreed, absolutely. Yeah, so that's part of the reason. That's and I one think of my that's reasons. Why you, yes, you're right. And going back, you go, wow, it's so amazing that they did this because yeah. look where we are. Yeah. But it's, is that, it's just a weird thing to see how society is the the day and age we live in made a movie better than it could have already been. You're, do you understand? Like, yeah. they probably didn't. They didn't know that like a lot of that shit would be coming true. I bet you they probably had an inkling. I think. I think. I think that maybe like something that we didn't know was going on at the time 
kind of was, was <coughs> foreshadowing like this is the way this news is going like yeah. maybe they started to realize I think they what, what did it back in the 70s was the morbid stories taking the front yes the front, the, well the, they the, the first five I, I, minutes and they reference a lot of things they reference uh, essentially the Patty Hearst kidnapping they have uh, another um, they spoof it you know they have like the P- the PLO and yeah, um, and then one of one of the people from the, that army becomes one of the stars of the network exactly. And, like, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. It, it, it's completely. And, uh, yeah, prosthetic. she's there with her lawyers, her agents. It's like, yeah. but you were a guerrilla warfare bank robber. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'll tell you what about about Spotlight. Spotlight to me is I grew up Catholic. I didn't have Same. any. Ex- I never. Ex- I had. I never experienced obviously with the whole molestation thing. Thank God. But so you told me. But it's it's what. <laughs> No, I did. I'm the, was, same, I'm the same. That was just way. for you, the breeze. <laughs> um, but I'm the same way. I grew up Catholic. We went to church every Sunday, but I never was an altar boy. I never. I gave like a reading. I one was like time. a fill-in altar boy twice. We used to go and do the kids' mass and the regular mass. I had CCD. You probably had CCD, right? Did you no, because I went to Catholic school. I was right at Catholic school. I was like, I didn't go to Catholic school, but we were like pretty involved. My mom is still a Eucharistic minister. She doesn't work a ton anymore, but she was pretty involved in the church after my dad died. So like, it's one of those things where that's that's a personal aspect of what's going on in the spotlight and like. Yep. And the way they handle it is so real world in real life, and it kind of the acting, anything when you're using New York and and or just character actors in general, or good, good big time actors and then <laughs> character actors like amazing character actors, I'm on board for your movie. So it's like okay, like, so let's do cast because this, I mean, they match up pretty well together. It's an ensemble cast in both films. Yeah, um, I think you're gonna just get, you're gonna find it hard. Well, you got. Uh, I got the cast. J.K. Simmons. They have a big. This is a big cast. It's a big know, cast. Yours is big too, but I don't. Yeah, think they it's match up pretty well. And I'll, I'll go fucking head to head on. I'll just go Mark Ruffalo. Big, you know, he's great. Okay. In it. and he kind of. I think he's one of those things where like he did his research and like did the yeah, mannerisms yeah, 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 yeah. of the guy. Rachel McAdams, who I love, I think she's fucking great. Yeah, she's all right. Good, great actress. I think under underrated because she did those those you know some of those comedies and stuff. Yeah, Liev Schreiber. Great actor. Michael Keaton turning into... You put that up or down? Yeah. Oh. Michael Keaton turning into like... Like you want to... Okay, here's the I, thing, man. Uh, uh, yeah, like a... Just a... a you're going to look back and go, man, I love Michael Keaton. Yes. He's making <laughs> the best the, fucking in choices. Mor- in a more morbid way, when Michael Keaton dies, you're going to go, oh, man, Michael Keaton. Yes, you are. <laughs> you know, this was like Gene Wilder. Yeah, absolutely. And also, you see what Robert De Niro's doing now, and you're like, you would never thought in a million years Robert De Niro would do what he's doing now, as far as like playing the comic in that movie, or even doing the Joker thing, and then playing that role. Yeah, yeah. But you kind of like held him, like he's kind of come to the middle a little bit. Yeah, and Michael Keaton, if he choices. Michael Keaton is like... Nailing it, like Michael Keaton is like real in his old age. Is like I think picking and choosing what he wants to do. Absolutely, and Great he career. used to do stand up. His real name was Michael Douglas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Stanley Tucci, amazing, amazing actor, character actor turned like you know well known actor. Mm-hmm. John Slattery from Mad Men is great in it. Yep. Billy Crudup, amazing actor from Almost Famous. Uh, Brian Darcy James, I don't know who that is. Jamie Sheridan, there we go. Here's our New York character actor, Law and Order guy. Jamie Sheridan, Lee Len Caru, I don't know. Paul, Gilfoyle, right, well, I don't know. You, but you got the major and then, and, then Richard, and then Richard Jenkins, who's amazing. Oh, yeah, he is great. All right, well, uh, I can... Here's... <laughs> this is going to be hard. Peter Finch. He was great, yeah. Best actor, but he, but, winner. But, 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 yeah, he's amazing, but he's also very 70s. 
Okay. Like, cause I, I'm so, sure yeah, a lot of these guys, you could say, oh, these guys are very 2000s. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> I guess you could, yeah. yeah. Well, also, all right, William Holden. I mean, these are generational actors. These yeah. guys are, these is like old Hollywood. Yes, Faye Dunaway. Yeah, so it's, it's probably a big deal for them to do, like, maybe you wouldn't have pictured them doing something like this, like, if you knew their early career. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so Peter Finch won for Best Actor. William Holden won for Best Supporting Actor. Faye Dunaway won for Best Actress. Beatrice Strait who plays William Holden's wife in the movie, won for Best Supporting Actress, which is crazy, by the way, because I think up until Silence of the Lambs and uh, Anthony per- uh, Hopkins, yeah, um, how he's only on screen for something like cumulatively like 16 minutes. Yeah. I think she, was she the shortest. held the then, or maybe even still holds the shortest amount of screen time for an Oscar winner, which is crazy because it, it's a tornado of when she comes in. You know, when he's like, I'm leaving you. I'm in love with somebody else. I'm going to make a, a bold statement here. Are you ready? Yeah. Even though they won all those awards, the acting, better in Spotlight. The acting, <sighs> the, the, what, they're, what they're going for, the acting, because now granted, I know- I mean, the, Howard Beale? And, I'm mad as hell and I'm not going to take it anymore? No, it's great, but I'm just saying the acting overall <laughs> is an ensemble- Dude, better in William spotlight. Holden when he breaks up with Faye Dunaway. That's like it's the most great, classic saying, breakup and acting I've ever seen. Mm, it's a little actory, a little lower uh, top. I, this is your opinion. This is why all we right, do this. All right, call yeah. That's one of my points there. <laughs> Reduced to the rubble of banality. I mean, it's phenomenal writing, by the way. It's one of those. I, you, I, that's the other thing. I need you a dictionary when I hear that. Speech. <laughs> 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 I'm, like, I'm not bright enough to watch this movie. Oof, it's good. Um, that one like gut punches you every time when you just see he breaks her. <laughs> he breaks yeah, he just, Faye Dunaway. He just like brings it down to uh, Robert Duvall. Um, he's great in it. He's great, and he plays like a bad guy, and he's great in it. Uh, a very young uh, what's her name? I can't think of her. She's a character actor too. Big gal. Um, oh, she's so young in the movie, but it's not going to come to me. Also, uh, who was Squeal Like a Piggy in Deliverance? It's um, Ned Beatty. Ned Beatty. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I can think of his name. Yeah, you're right. They do have a lot of heavy hitters in this movie. Yeah, movies. a lot of heavy hitters. Yeah, I, I probably probably way bigger names in in spot and uh, um, network network definitely, and and also network did way better. It, it, as far well, as here's I'll, accolades go. Because actually, I'll Spotlight, give you this. Was Spotlight not, won Best Picture. Network did not. And here's what it lost to. Do you know seventy seven? Godfather? No, no. What did it lose to? Rocky. Oh, did it? Yeah. So it didn't win. So the best director didn't win. It didn't win because John, uh, it starts with the Ableton. Ableton won for Rocky and Sidney Lumet did not win for. Wow. Network. Now, do you so, think you love Rocky too? Do you think I, that was the right yeah, choice? I love Network more. No, I think Network all around Should've is won. a much better picture than Rocky. And I love Rocky. Um, I don't think, uh, I don't think it should have lost best director either but they rarely at that time it was like a give me if you won best picture you were winning best director it was just lock and step I'm gonna make myself seem like a jackass when I say this but I think one of my reasons for why I like Spotlight better is because it's a modern movie and that's fair and I like it's Uh, that's a fair reason if I watch a movie from back in the day back in the day I'm fine with it now, you know what I'm saying? But the fact that I watched this, re- I watched Network in the past year, not even six months, whatever it was. Yeah. It's very, it's so 70s, it's that it's just out of that reach where I can't relate to it. Like, 
even like even even Caddyshack kind of has that thing to it too, where I'm like, okay, I, no, don't get me wrong. I like I love Caddyshack and I love this movie. I love Network, but uh, Spotlight. I'm like, oh, it's familiar to me. It's in my world. It's it, I, I. That's a fair reason because yeah. yeah, it's obviously it's subjective. So you can obviously have that opinion. I, for yeah. me, I don't need. I can still be. It's like Seinfeld for me. I know that. All these problems could be solved with cell phones or yeah, whatever, yeah. but I take myself out of it and I can still enjoy it. You yeah. know what I mean? It's like I don't ever watch. I still can watch Jaws. I don't know. I can still watch all those movies and still romanticize about it. But that's me, babe. That's the breeze. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's the thing. I think overall, the more I think about it, I think you might have won this one because I think as far as inventiveness and originality goes, because, you know, you have so... Original, well, that, you can't go on based on originality because one's literally based on a true story. So it's... The originality yeah. is not really an argument here. Yeah, but, I, but but what I'm saying is when it comes to the when it comes to spotlight, it's like Origin- there's a lot I of mean, movies yeah. are done done about the paper. You know what I'm saying? It's like the paper yeah. this, the paper that, and this was just a heavy version of that. And then it also opened your eyes to what was going on. Like when they have great, they yeah. one of the craziest things in the movie is in the in the right before the credits. Yeah, the, when they show you the, what the, fact, the amount yep. of places that had. The, 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 the Archdiocese had uh, a scandal and it's country after country after country yeah. and state after state it's, and it's like oh you're like oh you're a bunch of fucking sc- like, this right. is just, you just lose any kind of you know any kind of allegiance it's funny too my dad a uh, pretty tried and true Catholic who I, I watched Spotlight with uh, and, gonna, you know his, his opinion goes hang all these bastards by their balls right 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 exactly but, but then he's gonna go to church and pray that's the thing I yeah, asked my mom Catholic. I, I said are you, are you, go, are you from it's watching technically you, about forgiveness you know like but he goes they're, they're sick they should all be you know put to death hung by their balls that's what he's yeah but they can, they can go to they can go to confession she, yeah, for it but, you know, your mom. she I asked her if she was embarrassed and she said yes I'm embarrassed she's embarrassed it's hard, yeah, it's it, hard it was be, hard uh, for a lot of Catholics to watch that movie uh, yeah so it's like emotional impact spotlight network sure. as far as like originality goes as far as like being prophetic and, and, and being foreshadowing and like that it's like does that beat it out as far as and as far as like where it lies in in movie history, it's probably network that wins the whole thing. And because if the cast match up, the directing matches up. Uh, mm. At the end of the di- what, directing, what? I mean, Cindy Lumet over can't even name. Come on, uh, it's Tom McCarthy, and uh, uh, I think see, he I did a fantastic job. I think it's like you know, I think as long as when it goes down and move, when we when all is said and done. Network, network. No, just Cindy Lumet over Tom McCarthy is not even going to be a question. Yeah, but that's also because you don't know. Maybe Tom McCarthy didn't direct something that's going to make him as famous as Cindy Lumet. No, I guarantee. (laughs) (laughs) So you do Dog Day and Network. Also, back to back. That's the crazy thing. Lumet was churning stuff out. Yeah, he was killing it. So I think I think you won this one. If I if I'll absolutely to you. You should have seen the eye roll I just got from Dutch. <laughs> that was a Dutch eye roll. Uh, but I do think, like, as far as... She gave as, me the Dutch eye roll. But it's one of those things where, like, it gives it to run for a month. It's money. Like, yeah. I, again, like, it's one of those things we have to we, we have to realize, like, we do live in the past as far as movie goes, obviously, because of what you learn from, from these great movie makers. But also, like, Spotlight has stuff to, to learn from and, and movies like that. But I think because we're in the modern age and, and we have shorter attention spans, we don't pay attention to these things and call them classics when we should. Like, even when they're nominated for, for certain things. Like, so, 
like, even from early 2000s, not movies that were nominated for Oscars, like, get forgotten about very easily. And yes, then, you know, yes, yes. Look at, look at how people... And try, like, how many times have we got it wrong where it's like, wait, that wasn't nominated? Exactly. You know? Or like the American Beauty thing where now people are turning around and goes, it's actually a movie for dumb people. It's like, <laughs> well, you're just an asshole because you don't enjoy movies. You know, yeah, it is, that's so. all it is. Just enjoy movies however you want to enjoy, enjoy them. Enjoy movies that you want to enjoy. And but don't also, listen to us or listen to us. This is why we do it. This but, is why we argue movies. But as far as film goes, like, at the time of network, like, the, those, those great directors are being heralded as these amazing directors and you have the Tarantinos now and the Coen brothers and stuff like that but yeah I I'm, I think they're the ones who'll be remembered later on but you have to remember like these these quality movies of the time you know? right well um, I like I said this was always you know and we always do this it's it's I like spotlight a lot and it's a great movie and I was happy that it won best picture that year yeah um, but for me yeah it's gonna always be hard uh, arguing against network for me but you put up a formidable battle, my friend. <laughs> I think there's a lot of. I think there's the. I think at the end of the day, if you're wondering what my argument was, it, it, the cast is amazing. The emotional connection. It's a great one. Uh, I think the real world impact it probably had. Uh, the fact that it gave it a run for its money with the Oscars Absolutely. as well. I think that it's 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 and it's also not really thought of. A lot of people didn't see Spotlight and should have. And, a lot of people who probably didn't see it. And speaking of real world impact, uh, I know reading up on it preparing for this it helped a lot of victims come forward after they saw the movie see that's what I mean and so that is just a great thing in itself there you go so uh it's a best picture winner. It's a great movie. Yeah, it's, it's a great movie. It makes me want to watch it again now. Yeah. I, I didn't watch it before. Yeah, I've, I've only seen it a couple years ago. It's been a while. Yeah. So, uh, well, well, thank you, Always Breeze. fun, pal. Yeah, Dutchie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thank you guys so much for listening. Anything you want to plug there, my friend? Uh, yes. I'm in the city all weekend. I'm doing a classic run around four different comedy clubs oh, all Friday and Saturday. 1986? <laughs> I know. Running around. I got the most uh, comedy seller uh, Friday and Saturday and Stand Up New York and New York Comedy Club. Um, so check my schedule at andyfiori.com. I'm pretty good about updating it weekly. Uh, I got some fun road dates coming up. Thank you to Defender, who reached out to me on DM Instagram, Diego Pimental, he's a great artist. He's going to uh, design a poster for me, which I will be releasing next week. So stay tuned for that. He, said, he wrote to me and said, hey, I can't wait to hear you, what you guys think about Joker. So thank you for the shout-out, Diego. I Diego. Yeah, he's great, man. A poster for Super what? Super talented artist. For your show? Yeah, it's for uh, um, headlining the November 7th at the Fat Black Pussycat. And ah, very he made nice. a poster for me, which I'm going to reveal by the time you hear this next week. <laughs> so, But he listens. He's a defender. And he said, hey, man, I'm really excited to hear what you guys think about He's a Joker. great dude. Yeah. So check out his stuff. Diego Pimental 87, I want to believe. Yeah. I want to say. But you'll He's- find him. Just type him in. I uh, I'm this weekend I'm I have a personal thing I'm going to Dan St. Germain's oh, wedding our old buddy's wedding our old pal's wedding so I uh, shows I'll, I have shows next week but I I uh, what do I have coming up I have um, just I'm at the cellar I'm at the cellar a couple times next week just go to my website SeanDonnellyComedy.com I'm at Time on Instagram and Twitter and listen to my radio show on Sirius Satellite Radio that's once a month it's on the app it's called Celebrate it's on Raw Dog thank you guys listen what else Andy? just get at us on social media at Defend Your Movie we, we know we are, uh, we'll always respond to you guys we're very interactive with all the Defenders and fans we're gonna try and get the, the uh, what do you call it Instagram started uh, for the actual show with our guests and everything and shit we do around the city running around. So stay tuned for that. But please tell a friend and spread the word because we're really trying to make something this, this 
Dutch and Cool Breeze. Yes. <laughs> so if you, subscribe if you see us, and rate. Mention Dutch and the Cool Breeze. And remember who's who's who. <laughs> yeah. uh, thank you guys so much for listening. Yeah, and email. Yeah, you know, like you said, Twitter, email, whatever you want to do. Just let us know what you're thinking. Tell your friends, and uh, put us online there. We'll see you next week, and we love you very Thanks, much. Guys. Bye.